Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Run Hard Running Team podcast. My name is Jesse. Today, I have Shawana White here for the conversation. I'm glad that she came back. If you've listened to us before, she was on many months ago, but she has come back and is willing to talk to us again. So, Shawana, I feel privileged that you have given us your time to come and chat all things running. So, Shawana, welcome back. Thank you. I'm so happy to be back for the second time. No no this doubt. This is pretty cool. Good. Well, uh, glad you can chat with us for a little bit. So I wanted to just unpack uh, 2020, what running looked like for you there, and also your goals for 2021. But I want to start with the award uh, that you were just given, I guess recently, but the USA Track and Field Long Distance Runner of the Year, the Female Masters Award. So, Shawana, when were you awarded that distinction? Um, I think it was about uh, maybe two or three weeks ago. Okay. Um, I received an email from Bill Marble saying that I was selected by my peers um, to be the USTF South Carolina Run of the Year for the Female Masters Division. So, yeah, that's basically there's like a group of people who get to vote and they vote based on your performances because he lists all your performances throughout the year. And then the people of South Carolina vote voted for me and I'm honor and privilege that they believe that I deserve this award. As they should have voted for you, that's for sure. So have you ever received that award before? Yes, I actually received it in the Open Division in 2016 and 2017. Wow. So my ultimate goal, I would like to be like the the great Eric Ashton, and he actually received both awards in the same year, so that's my goal. One day I want to win both the Open and the Masters. So right now we're talking to a three-time winner, right? Yes, it's, yes, three times. Yes. Congrats. Congrats on that. So you said that that award's uh, based on the votes of your peers, right? Yes, so in when, the running community, yes. Right. So whenever you get that distinction, this award for the long-distance runner of the year, knowing that it was voted on by your peers in the running community, what are the emotions that go along with that? I, I mean, every time it, it really honestly warms my heart that, you know, that, that the community think I am deserving of this award. And I feel like some of my, most of my performances, you know, I think indicated that, you know, that, that I am well deserving of the award, but it's, it's pretty cool to think, you know, I think highly of myself, but it's good to know that the community thinks that you know i had a great year of running sure sure so let's talk about that year of running a little bit and what that looked like for you because many people in 2020 uh, we had our sights set on specific races whether it be larger marathons or marathons big group races races that we've done for years but just get canceled so as disappointing from a race schedule standpoint for most of us 
was. I mean, it was just hard to find different races. What did the racing scene look like for you in 2020? Were you able to get in as many races as you wanted to? Were they hard to find? What did that look like for you in 2020? I mean, for the racing perspective, it was pretty low for me because, as many may know, I am a serial racer, and that's a person who loves to race. And so, like, on average, I typically run about 60 races per year. And so, in 2020, I I only ran about 20 races. So, that was really cool, and I, I was really grateful for those opportunities. I mean, I started... I started the year off with the Run for the Saints 5K, and I was able to win that race, and I was really excited about that. And in that process, I broke 18 minutes, which is always a goal for me to always try to break 18. And then following that, the I think the following week, I ran the long run, and that's probably my greatest accomplishment of 2020 was the long run because at that race I set the state record for the 40 to 44 age group in the 15k and I was also um third yeah I was third overall in the race so that was pretty cool because I was eyeing that record like my goal for 2020 was to try to break as many um 40 to 44 age group records and that kind of had to take the backslide because of COVID and whatnot. So, yeah, so after that, I, mean, I did get the race of marathon in 2020. I ran the Birmingham, I mean, I mean, sorry, the Mercedes Birmingham marathon, or I can't even, oh, I'm just screwing up the name of the race. But anyway, I ran the marathon. Yeah. It's, it's called the Mercedes. Yeah, it's just called the Mercedes Marathon, and it's in Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah. And, you know, I ran there, and I was able to break three hours, which was awesome because it was my 16th time breaking three hours. Wow. Um, so I was pretty excited about that, and just, and and I was able to place the third overall female in that race, too. So that was pretty cool. And then I think after that, I was able to run a few 5Ks, and then after that, that's pretty much when all the races were shut down. And then at that point, I just was like, oh, what am I going to do now? I mean, because, you know, I really enjoy racing. So I continued to train. And then at some point, I went through a little slump where I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to run. I'm just going to run easy. And then... And then I got inspired because I actually saw Ivory Baldwin, who's a local runner of the um, community here, and he did the David Goggins challenge. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try that too. And so I tried the challenge as well, and I succeeded. I completed the challenge. And after that, I was just, the fire was lit back into me to start training. So at that point, I was like, you know what? Since all the marathons and stuff are canceled, you know what, I'm going to work on trying to get faster at the mile. Because like last year, I was actually signed up to run my first Boston Marathon, even though I qualified several times. But sure. 2020 was going to be my debut because yeah. I wanted to run it as a master. So, you know, that dream didn't get to happen. I mean, it's still going to happen one day. But 
Right. Not not this year. And so after that, I just started training for the mile um, with the hopes of trying to run a PR um, in Jacksonville because Jacksonville had a, a road mile race back in December. Um, unfortunately, I did not PR. Um, I ended up running 519. And What were you shooting was, for? What's my PR? Yeah, what were you trying to get for at that race? Your um, PR my PR is 5'10", so 5'09", okay. I would have been a happy, I, I mean, I still was a happy runner, but I would have achieved the goal for that day. Yeah. If I, but, you know, I was I was content with my 5'19", because, again, I still was able to place, and any day you can place in a race, there you that's go. pretty exciting. So, then after that, the next day was when the real magic happened, and it was like a shock to me and my coach, and because I ran a half the next day because, you know, I am a serial racer. I yeah. love the race. So I ended up running the Jacksonville half the next day, and I ran 119.39, and my PR is 119.09. And so we, I mean, I was shocked that I ran that fast. My sure. coach, he was shocked that I ran that fast. And I was just like, I do not even know how that happened because, I mean, I really didn't even get a good night of sleep because the mile race was in the evening time. So, I don't know. I really didn't sleep well. So, I was really happy with that and with that 119.39, which lead me to now where in 2021, for the majority of the year, I've been focusing on training for the half marathon with hopes of trying to run a PR next weekend. That was a long winded story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great though. Where's that uh, PR attempt going to be at? At the Greenville Half, okay. also known as Swamp Rabbit Half. Yeah, yeah. Some uh, known for some really fast times run on that course. Yes. So. Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, that's impressive. Sixteen times you've run under three hours for the marathon. I've, I've been lucky enough to run under three hours once for the marathon and I practically had to sell my soul to get <laughs> under three hours one time. I mean, congrats to you. I mean, that's, uh, that's much respect there for it. Let's go back to that, uh, that, that time you set the 40 to 44 state record at the long run back in February of 2020, right? Wasn't that when the long run was held? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, it was really pre-pandemic for us here in South Carolina. So we were still able to put on events, large events, get elites to come out and run, all that kind of stuff. So pretty much it was all normal for what we knew here in South Carolina. But for you, I in that race to set the state record, take us through that th those emotions a little bit for that race. Like when did you know that the – record was actually within your grasp and how that race played out for you was it was that state record day was that like the perfect run day that we all crave as runners where everything clicked was it um was it some battling in there where you were like man i don't know if i'm going to be able to make it and then all of a sudden you got a second wind and it felt great so take us through that that state um uh, state record experience at the long run in 2020 Oh, well, it was it was a good day. the The weather was great. The competition was great. Um, you know, I started out a little hot because 
I really wanted to try to defend my title because I won the long run back in 2019. So I went out with the leader, and then I realized that pace was a little too hot, and I need to pull back if I want to finish this race and achieve the goal. So, you know, so I slowed the pace down some. And, like, in 2020, um, I turned off my um, automatic lapper on my Garmin, so it wouldn't beat every single mile because I didn't want to know the pace. I just wanted to run based on feel. So I really wasn't looking at my watch too much until like the 5k mark. And then I saw that I was well ahead of pace. And so I was like, you know, if I just keep this pace, I'm doing great. And so I think at the 5k mark, I was with my friend Shannon. And so we were running together. We went down Jarvay, which is really fast. Love it. And then we got on, oh, man, what is that street called? 12th Street, I believe, or B Street. No, B Avenue, that's what it's called, B Avenue. And that's a long hill. And I was just like, okay, she want to just work this hill, get up this hill, because, you know, you'll have a flat. And so when we got back on Knott's Abbott, that eventually turned into Blossom, I looked at my watch, and I saw that we went through six miles, like at 35-something. And I was like, okay. I'm about to have a a great PR today and I'm going to crush this record because I think the record was like 58 minutes and I was well ahead of the time. I mean, the only way I wouldn't get that record if I would probably start walking. So, I mean, at this point, I probably could have ran like, I don't know, 630s if I wanted to. But at that time, I was clicking under six minute pace. And so... You know, it was just a matter of how fast I can, you know, run my PR. And I was trying to do math in my head, and I was like, oh, you may be able to break break 55. And that's all I was thinking about at that time. I wasn't even thinking about the record. I was like, I want to break 55, and that's what my mind was on. But then that Blossom, that Blossom Hill. That Blossom Hill is no joke. Yeah, it, it caused me so much time. It was my slowest mile. Like, I, I think I ran, like, 620 up that hill. And I'm just like, uh, Shawana, you, you just got to work that hill a little bit better. But, you know, and then I made up that hill. Me and Shannon were still together um, in third and fourth at that time. And then when I got on, I can't remember those streets, but when I made the left turn to the finish, I just started sprinting for my life to – get that third place and try to break 55 and I ended up running 55.03 so oh you were so close so close yeah yeah Um, the story the story of my life being so close oh man not right there but But, it still was good it was a huge PR yeah didn't meet your goal of going sub 55 but like you said it was a PR and Mm -hmm. you set the record at the same time yeah, I mean, it's like an old record. I think it was like 30 years. Holy cow. So that record sat for 30 years. You broke it. And what what was the previous record time? I think it was like 58-something. So you didn't yeah. just break it. I mean, you crushed it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, three minutes, That's uh, that's that's a long time, especially when you're running that fast. So congrats mm-hmm. to you on that. I mean, after the race, even though you didn't hit 55 minutes or get sub-55, there couldn't have been an ounce of disappointment. 
Right? I don't know. I was ecstatic. I mean, because I achieved the number one goal. Like, breaking 55 was just based on what I saw on my watch. And I was just like, you know, let's go for it. Sure. You have nothing to lose at this point. Sure. Because you already have the record. So, sure. you know, let's see what I can get out of my body on a day. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Now, you touched on this, and I don't want to open up like an old wound or just um, bad memories or anything, but you mentioned the story of your life being so close to your goal or what you're setting out for. And I remember you uh, training and preparing to run an Olympic qualifying time for the marathon distance. So. Yes. How close have you come to qualifying for the Olympic marathon trials? Well, um, I my best time um, with those those attempts were two forty two forty five nineteen. So yeah, I just need to run like twenty seconds faster. Yeah, and I would have been on that line, but. I still was able to attend the event because, you know, I am a runner. Like, I love running. Like, you know, I love supporting runners. I love helping runners. I love cheering on runners. So I was there. I was not going to miss this event because, for one, it's in my hometown. So I got to be there. So I was there. And yeah. I had so much fun. So you went to Atlanta. Yes, you saw I went the Olympic to Atlanta and watched the trials. Man, I was there as well, obviously, as a spectator. And, um, (laughs) I mean, just the, the atmosphere, what did you think of the multi-loop course for the Olympic trials? Would that have been something that you would have done well on? Are you more like a one loop type person point to point, or would you have enjoyed the multi-loop setup? Well, personally, I don't enjoy the multi-loop courses, but I have been working on that over the years and, you know, I'm to the point where, you know, if I'm going to run good, I can run good on anything. It's just, I just had to change my mindset because, like, I honestly don't like going in circles. Therefore, I don't really run track races. But, like, when it comes to road races, you know, I just buckle up and just do it. And plus, in training, I've been working on that by just doing repetitive loops. So, if I do a counter race where there are loops, I won't have a problem. So sure. I would have been fine. In Atlanta watching the Olympic trials, how many moments were there where you were like, man, I would give so much just to be able to strap that bib on, lace those shoes up, and be able to participate in this event? You know, honestly, Jesse, when I was there, I wasn't even really thinking about me participating in the race. Because I don't know if it's because I ran my own race that morning before the race yeah. or or I was just excited to see my friends because I had several friends who qualified for the race. Sure. So I think I was more focusing on them and their race and hoping that they had a great race on that day that I so much wasn't focusing about me not being on that starting line, sure. if that makes any sense. Sure, sure. One uh, pull, um, pullback that I have from the Olympic marathon trials was uh we went as a family i took my kids i don't know where you were at during the race or or whatnot but we were kind of in the beginning at first and then we we made our way as close to the finish line as we could get and i remember just standing in the around all these people and waiting for the first finishers to come it was freezing cold wind was going like 
15, 20 miles an hour, and it felt like we were in a wind tunnel. My kids were miserable, but I was glad that they were able to see running, be able to pull so many spectators into an event. The crowd was energetic. They were screaming. They were chanting. I mean, it felt like that you were at one of the other major sport events like a football or a baseball or, or or things like that and I was I was glad to see the sport of running be able to draw a crowd like that that may be a normal thing but it was one of the it was the first time that I'd ever been to an Olympic marathon trial event but I was so glad to see that just to hopefully inspire the younger generation to say hey you know people actually watch this sport they cheer for this sport this is a legitimate deal I was so excited to see that. It energized me so much. How did you feel yeah. about the crowd support in that event? I, I feel the same. I feel the same way, like, just seeing all the runners. Like, it was just, it was so electrifying. Like, just to see so many pack of women and men running so fast. And, and I mean, it was just so exciting. And also, it was, like, heartbreaking because I'm seeing Des Linden trying to run down the third place because I love Des. Like, no she's doubt. one of my favorite no runners. And I was just like, go, Des, go. And she was trying so hard, and she was in that fourth-place position, which that's is right. like the – that's not the best place position to be when you're trying to qualify for the Olympics. Like, that's right. you know, fifth place, that's pretty exciting. But fourth place is like, oh, I was so close. And she literally – was so close as I mean it was it was crazy and like you said that weather was it was crazy it was so it was so cold and that wind was that wind was insane like for those ladies and guys to be able to run as fast as they did on that day was quite oppressive definitely now you mentioned that you race you try to race around 60 races per year in 2020 that was reduced to about 20 races but racing that much do you have a favorite distance well my my favorite distance is the marathon like okay you know it's really funny because when i lived in atlanta i really didn't care for the marathon and i thought everybody who ran the marathon was a little cray cray yeah and so (laughs) you know and I was just like, why, why you guys want to run that far? That's too far to be on your feet. Like, yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, one weekend when I ran a bunch of races, um, I ran a 10K and a 5K and a mile all in the same day, probably about 20 minutes rest or whatever in between each races. And then the next day, I ran a half marathon. And at the time, I ran close to my PR, which was at that time was like – um oh maybe 121 at the time and I ended up running 122 the next day and so that's when I got in my mind that you know maybe I can run a marathon and so I was like no I'm gonna give this marathon a go and so you know so I tried the marathon out I ran the sneakers marathon in in Albany Georgia and it was it was really hard and I never felt like that in my life and I was just like this is crazy I don't know if I'm going to ever do this again because this hurt too bad. Mm-hmm. And then after I calmed down, um, because after that race, I was in a medical tent because I was dehydrated. Obviously, I didn't know how to feel properly for a marathon. Sure. So that was another reason why I didn't want to do it because I'm like, I've never been in a medical tent. So um, maybe this is not the race for me. But after 
you know, I realized I didn't achieve my goal, which was to break three hours. I was like, I got to give this another go. And so I gave it another go and I achieved the goal of breaking three hours at Kiowa Marathon back in 2011. And, you know, ever since then, I've been hooked and I've been chasing that OTQ for the Mm -hmm. longest. I mean, one time, I mean... I think when I had to have hip surgery in 2013, that kind of like the real, the dream at that time. And now in 26, for 2020, I came really close to making it to that line. So I'm just really looking forward to when they come out with those standards so I can know what I'm going to be chasing because I'm going to try for it in 2024. Yeah. There you go. And we'll be here rooting you on for sure. So thank you. You mentioned the Snickers Marathon in Albany, Georgia, that was your first ever marathon? Yes, I ran 312 that day. That was my first marathon. So I oh, ran, really? th- my first marathon was in 2007. What was it? Okay. What was yours? It was um 2011. Okay, so just a few years after that. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I like the event. It, it was a great event. It, it was, um, obviously, it's gotten huge uh, publicity now because of how fast that course is I mean obviously I didn't run fast at all it was my first one it was I was survival mode at that time running the marathon so congrats on that it was not a 312 mine was 331 my goal was to break 330 I was close but um, but yeah I just came up a little bit short that day but I caught the bug and I was like man this is this is where it's at so um, so yeah we have something in common First yeah. ever marathon, Snickers, Albany, Georgia. That's I think that's about all that Albany has. Is 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 a going. very small town. <laughs> oh man! Oh, I want to circle back to that 15k. I was just look because I just had to look it up to verify. But the um record was 58:42, and like I said, it was a 30 year old record. Man, do you know who set that record? Does it say? Who said it 30 oh, years ago? Oh, I don't, I no. don't know. I don't remember, no. but I'm just looking at my Instagram post. Sure. So sure. that's how I, you know, found out yeah. that information. Yeah. And, you know, another thing that I forgot to mention about 2020 that I did that was pretty cool. I ran my first 50K. So. In 2020, you ran 50K? Yeah, I did the um, Reaper. Yeah. So I, we- I won the Reaper back in back in july we talked to brady raffinan and jen library not too many episodes ago and brady ran the reaper also this summer and he won right yeah he won the marathon and i won the 50k yep that's incredible so now we have multiple champs on from the reaper challenge so yes. <laughs> marathon winner, 50K winner. What was that experience like running a 50K in the summer? Talk about you, you mentioned being dehydrated after your first marathon. I, I, I'm just curious, what's the hydration plan like for a 50K in the middle of summer? Well, I mean, I was pretty much drinking after each lap. Um, I was cooling myself off with um, a cold towel. Like I would dip it in my cooler and just put it all over my body to cool my body off. But yeah, I was just making sure I was drinking and eating after each lap. I mean, that was a whole new phenomenon for me because I'm used to eating gels, but I'm not used to like eating real food. And like I was eating bananas and peanut butter jelly as peanut butter jelly sandwiches. That's how I feel for this race. Yeah. And, you know, and I felt good majority of the race i mean towards the end um it's so crazy because it's like once the sun went down 
that's when I started feeling bad. And I was really? like, this is kind of weird, but yeah, I don't no know, doubt. maybe, I don't know, it's so weird, but I actually enjoy running in the heat, like, you know, running in the spring and summer is my favorite, favorite time of the year to run, yeah, like, I'm, with you I'm, on not that. Really, I'm not really a big fan of the cold yep. running, especially when it's below freezing, that's yep. really hard for my body, but my body kind of cooperate in the heat, so, yeah, so I, I really had a good time, like. It was a fun experience, and I think it was, like, the best way to for me to experience my first ultra in that format. The event had a marathon. What made you decide to bump it up a notch and go to the ultra? Well, I actually got inspired by my friend, um, Gina. I don't know if you know Gina. She used to live here. She worked at Fleet Feet. And oh, yeah. she, did yeah. the, she did the Reaper in twenty. 2019 so so i was like you know what i'm gonna get this a try just for the fun of it and like i had all the attention to train for it but i really didn't train for it like my longest my longest long run was 16 miles so i was kind of nervous about this but i was thinking like you know since it's laps i think i am going to be okay because you know i don't have to run it the whole the whole time like sure. i get the rest you know because it's all about how fast you complete each lap so right the faster i complete the lap the more rest that i get so that was the way i took on the race so you know and i, and I felt great because i was running a slower pace than what i'm normal to running in races so you know it it felt good i mean honestly i didn't really feel exhausted from the distance itself i just started to feel you know, probably because of the heat, like the yeah. heat was starting to make me feel a little delirious towards the end. So, sure. Sure. yeah, but overall, I mean, I felt great. Like it was, it was pretty fun. I mean, I think I like average, like I think seven oh four or seven ten round around that pace. So wow, yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty fun. You signed <laughs> up for the Reaper Challenge twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty. I know. Have you signed up for 2021 yet again? Oh, yeah. I did sign up. So <laughs> yeah, you're doing I it again? Up when it when it came out because they had the low price. Oh, yeah. So. You got suckered into that early bird promo. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I kind of want to try to go defend that title. <laughs> okay. Good for you. Good for you. So as you prepare for these races and things like that, uh, do, do you have a favorite workout that, that you look forward to doing? Um... Yeah, I, I love to do, I love to do 400. Okay. <laughs> like they're, okay. They're like my favorite workout on a track. So, yeah, like um, for this training for the half, I did um like four times, I mean not four times, I'm sorry. I did 16 400s in um, one session. And then like, but the fun part about this workout is that every, um, four 400 i would have to try to run a faster pace sure so that made it really interesting and i pretty know i know that workout but yeah that was that was pretty fun 400s are my favorite but um about not this week two weeks was it yeah two weeks ago i nailed my last half marathon workout which is not my favorite type of workout um i did like two times five miles 
mm-hmm. um, a little slower than marathon. I mean, slower than half marathon goal pace. And so it was, it was pretty solid. It was yeah. a good day. So not to give away any of your secrets or, or coaching or, or training or anything like that, but whenever you're doing the 1600 meter workout or 1600 reps, oh, excuse me, 400 meters, 16 times. So when you're doing that workout, like what are you pacing those 400 meters? Are you doing it at 5k pace? Are you doing it at half marathon race pace? How are you running oh, those 400? No, it was more like, yeah, 5k pace. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was faster than um, half marathon pace because the purpose of all my track workouts were pretty much going faster than half marathon pace to make sure. half marathon pace feel easy. Sure, sure. Yeah. No. So, I mean, if people want to know, like, for most of the um, eight, I mean, I'm sorry, for the 400s I was hitting, because I, I shared a journey. Like, if you go on Strava, you'll see my workouts. If you go on Instagram, I post all my workouts. I I share the journey, I mean, because sure. the workouts, they may indicate what I can do on race day or not, but I I mean, I feel, I don't know, I just feel like I don't have no secrets, yeah. so I just put it all out there, but if I can remember, I think I was hitting like, I knew I was going under 80 seconds for the 400s, I can't wow. remember how wow. far under 80 seconds, but yeah. Sure. Now... Do you like training with people? Or you like training uh, by yourself on those speed workouts? Um, I would prefer training with people, but you know it's kind of hard when you don't have the same coach. So yeah, that makes it very difficult. But yeah. I I prefer working out with people because I think that's how you get better by training with other people and working alone. It has its strength as well as making you a better runner, but. You know, if I could have it my way, I would prefer to have some people to chase or, you know, sure. and some workouts. That would sure. be great. <laughs> sure. So you mentioned about going back to the Reaper Challenge to defend your ultra marathon title. What other goals do you have for 2021? Again, just pending everything plays out normal um, as far as what's scheduled right now on the race schedule. What uh what goals do you have for 2021 as these listeners, they hear you talk and they want to follow your journey? Okay. Well, one of, one of my goals is to win a US, USATF Masters Championship race. So I'm going to run, the first one that I'm going to run is a mile race in June. Okay. So that would be my first. Where's that one first at? Time. Um, I think it's going to be in New York. I think Rochester, New York. Okay. So, and then I haven't decided if I'm going to do the 12K or the half marathon for the Masters Championship um, race. And that's like later in the fall. I haven't decided which one I'm going to do, but I'm going to do either or. And I may... I may dabble in cross country. I don't know, because I I think that race is in Tallahassee, but I haven't made my mind up. And my other goal is to run a PR in the marathon, and I signed up for Chicago Marathon, which is going to be in October. And what's really cool, my um, time from the Jacksonville half allowed me to be in the um, American Development Program, and that's where they give you a guaranteed entry. But with my time, I was able to get not only a guaranteed entry, I was – 
able to get a comp entry. So oh, they wow. have like two time standards. They have one time standard where you just get the guarantee entry and you just pay your way in. And then they have the competitive goal where you run this time and then you get a free entry. So I'm like, that was so cool. That's incredible. So, so I'm pretty excited about running Chicago because I heard great things about that course. So I'm hoping to dip under that 245. I mean, man, that course is, I mean, I say always, but most of the time just run really fast. I've never been up there. I've never seen the race, never run the race, but it, it just has a reputation of being fast. So hopefully you go uh, sub 245. So when you say PR in the marathon, was the 245.19? Obviously, I'm assuming that's your PR for the marathon, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. So October, Shawana goes for a sub 245. So if you uh, if you can follow her on social media, cheer her on, encourage her through those long tempos, fast workouts as uh, as she tries to um, tries to qualify. Man, that would be incredible. So I'll be rooting for you for sure. Thank you. Yeah. So um, let me ask you this, Shawana. Uh, I run the Run Hard program, and as you know, it works with kids. You're a PE teacher. You work with kids as well. And uh, and our goal through the Run Hard program is to help these kids understand their potential when they focus on specific goals and just knowing that running is a great life teacher. But so many times, you know, um, as a young person starting out in the sport of running, I mean, it, it's difficult. It's difficult for people that are just starting out. You know, if they've started um, so, uh, a new lease on life and they want to get in shape and they, they want to lose weight or they just want to be overall a healthier person, it's just tough to start out uh, to, to change kind of a way of life. But what advice would you give a young runner or someone that is new to the sport of running or to the active lifestyle? If they were just starting out, so they're 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 kind of one in the same, you know, just a, uh, someone starting out and also a new runner. What advice would you give someone like that? Oh, for a new runner or a kid runner, I mean, I think for for I guess for the adults, you know, I would say, you know, try to find a group to run with because you know running is running can be hard by yourself so I think with a new runner I think it's best to find a group of people to run with to hold you accountable and I think with kids you know like you say you guys have run hard and with me when when I was a coach you know with kids I would just try to make it fun for them and like I know some kids are super competitive and that's great. But one thing that I used to tell my kids when I was coaching was not to worry about the place. All I want you to do is focus on improving, trying to be the best version of yourself. Yeah. So, That's so don't good. worry about beating the person in a race or jumping farther than another person. Just try to beat you. Because if ultimately, if you start beating you and improving, guess what? You're going to start seeing yourself rise in the races. You're going to start podium. You're going to start coming in top three, top 10. Sure. So I just really like to just have kids and people in general, just enjoy the journey, enjoy the process, enjoy just seeing how, 
how your body can do this amazing thing like running like running is truly a gift just have fun with it and just enjoy every run and and there's no such thing as a bad run because you know if you can go out there and run pain free that's a good day no doubt no doubt who is or who would you say is one of your greatest um, running uh, icons? Like who, who do you look up to or who, who's like been your biggest inspiration when it comes to the sport of running? You know, that's a good question. I was just asked that question um, last week because – I'm going to be featuring this article that's coming out by New New York Roadrunners. And the young lady, she asked me the same question. And I told her that, you know, my person that I look up changed every single day because I'm honestly inspired by all the runners that I see from the back of the pack runners to the runners in the front to the elite runners because – in this journey, we all experience the same thing, regardless of our pace. We all know that running hurt. We all know that sure. you have to work hard in order to achieve your goals. So I'm inspired by every single person. I'm inspired by you. I'm inspired by all the runners, you sure. know. And, you know, when I think back to my own own running, I have to I'm mostly inspired by my coach in high school because without him, I would have not discovered this sport. Sure. I would, I wouldn't know anything about running. So my high school coach and all the runners around the world. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Collectively as a group, our, our goal should be as runners, you know, just to encourage and be encouraged by what we see and, um, how we see, uh, other people just do their own self in regards to the sport of running, you know, just like you said, be the best you that you can be. So that's a good word. Well, Sarwana, uh, like I said earlier, I'll be here cheering you on as you pursue your goals in 2020. How can people follow you to cheer you on as well? What social media platforms do you have that they can follow you? Um, you can follow me to learn more about my running and follow the journey. Um, the best place to do that is on Instagram. Okay. And you can follow me at peachrunner26.2. Okay. And and before we leave today, I have a question for you because, you know, I listen to your podcast every every week. Okay. And I remember the episode with you and Brady and you guys were talking about the damn stand. So who won? Did uh, your team <laughs> win or did his team win? Yeah. So it was uh... – it was close, so there's a lot to unpack there, but um, he had a four-man team. I had a six-man team, and so both are allowed. So there's 12 legs, so a full team is either between four and six people. So we had six people. They had four people, and we ended up winning. However, you know, as a four-man team, they put up quite the fight. That's for sure. So I think their final time was like – Six hours and 28 minutes, which is the fastest four-man team ever. And our six-man team ran um, six hours and five minutes. So there was about a 23-minute gap there. But I'll tell you what, we had going into, just a short story on that, going into like leg six or seven of the course, 
of the race, we had a five-and-a-half-minute lead. Their team handed off to Brady. The next, the next exchange zone, our um, gap went from five-and-a-half minutes to a minute-and-a-half. So over the course of six miles, Brady cut four minutes off of our lead. I mean, the boy came out rolling. So wow. he made us nervous. He made us nervous for sure, but it, <laughs> but, but it was fun. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. I mean, if if it was four against four, I think that they may have uh, they may have pulled it out for sure. So, but it was fun. Uh, society. Yeah. Really, it's the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No doubt. So, um, so yeah. Uh, appreciate you listening too. So to our podcast, and so all the listeners out there, also, if you haven't listened to the other ones, hope you uh, it inspires you you know, to be more active and to get out and enjoy the outdoors. So Shawana, thanks so much for your time. Thank you for joining me today and sharing your love for the sport of running to all the listeners out there. I appreciate you, appreciate appreciate you, how you represent Columbia, how you represent South Carolina and the running community. All right, thanks for tuning in this week and always remember, run hard. See ya. <laughs>